1: And Baker. I am your host, Dustin Baker, here with Brian McKinney, Sal Spice, and Ron Saw from Eden Prairie. We are four days away from Vikings Packers, three days if you're listening to this on Thursday. So we're going to spend this episode talking everything that you would be interested in for the lead up to Vikings Packers. Week one, Kevin O'Connell's first game. We're going through all of the things you're most excited about, uh, some of the key things to watch for. All of the items to get you set for Vikings Packers. Foremost, we'll talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your f- sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to bet online today or use your mobile device and join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code B-L-E-A-V50 bleav 50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. Vikings Packers is four days away, three days away if you're listening on Thursday. All kinds of storylines to sink your teeth into. Chiefly, Kevin O'Connell's first game as the Vikings head coach. The Vikings employed Mike Zimmer for eight years prior, but now they have a new offensive minded head coach. So I want to pick the, the panel's brain about some of the things. This is a, this is a new era. So it, it feels different, at least to most of us. And I want to ask all of you guys, I'll start with you, Ron. As you're, I don't know if you're going to this one or if you're watching this at home, but what are you most excited about? Even if it's something minute, tell me what, when you wake up Sunday morning, what are you most excited about?
2: Well, I mean, just the fact that football is back, um, I mean, even tomorrow is going to have a different feel to it um, with the season being underway. So um, with it being Packer week, that adds a different element to it because it's uh, I mean, I think it's something that at least I wanted for a long time. Like I don't want to care to see the starters because I don't want to see injuries happen. So we're going into this game, you know, with a relatively clean slate of health and same with the Packers and again like not saying that history like last year means anything because now we're going through it but packers last year without not playing their starters they were flat week one against the saints um now that could very well happen to us um with a new coaching staff and everything but if you look at our skill position players like you know outside of the quarterback spot with uh dalvin cook justin jefferson Thielen, those are guys who've been here done that and are extremely good at what they do so um, if nothing else, I'd like to see that, or I'd like to think that it, the rust is, isn't a factor as much when you are supremely skilled at those positions. Whereas again, the Packers are working in all new guys, um, in the wide receiver room. Um, I mean, yes, Lazard is still there, but he, he's, it's his first time being a primary starter. And then whether it's Sammy Watkins or Dobbs or whatever they're while we have a new coaching staff, they have new personnel all the way up front. So, um, But it's Viking Packer week. It's Whether it's week one or whether it's week 17, 18, it's always a game that is going to be played close unless Sean Mannion's at quarterback. So, um, you know, let's see what happens. We get him at our house. Let's start off, um, you know, get that two games in hand, essentially, with uh, the win and um, and go from there.
1: Sally, uh, this can be whatever you want. This can be your tailgate. This can be your after party. What are you most looking forward to for Vikings Packers?
3: Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm so nervous. Um, I, I mean, ever since the schedule came out, right? Seeing that the first game is Vikings Packers at home at 325. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Because it just un- as unfortunate as it is, you know, we like to look at these games and say, oh, it's just one week. It, that's it. You know, and then it's in the oh. rearview mirror. Packers at home sets the tone, you know, mm-hmm. it's not just if if it doesn't go well, okay, well, by Tuesday, Wednesday, it's okay, objects in the mirror. <laughs> no, it just leaves it's, it leaves an icky feeling. And I feel like for that whole season, even when you do start straightening it out, it's still one of those things that's in the back of the mirror where you're like, Oh, my gosh, that that's going to change the whole season, because now all of these other things are in play for how seating and things may play out. So I'm not trying to be negative. I, I don't think that that's necessarily going to happen. I just mean that it feels like the stakes are so much higher than just a normal week one matchup. So I'm, I'm just stressed about it in general. Um, I am I, honestly, like I know it's not the same situation because 2016 when us bank stadium opened was, it wasn't a week one, but it was the first game in that stadium. Mhm. So that was obviously a bigger deal as far as that goes, but I'm feeling kind of like that. And I just don't know what to expect Yeah, much like that game. I did not know what to expect at all because it was um, Sam Bradford's first game. Right. So kind of like it's Kevin O'Connell's first game. So I'm feeling anxiety about it, but overall I'm just very excited that football's back Thursday's matchup with the Rams and the bills. I'm really looking forward to, well, gosh, tomorrow. (laughs) And, um, you know, I'm excited to see if anything's different with Kevin O'Connell early on. As you guys know, um, I was over the last regime for a long time. I came into that came to that decision a lot earlier than most people. So I'm excited to see if it makes
1: a difference. Yeah, I think you came to that before I even met you. So that yes. you, you must have decided that sometime in 2019 or maybe that playoff loss or something.
3: Um yeah, 2019 probably was about right, yep.
1: Okay. So right. I will
3: say I'm the most excited than I've been in a long time.
1: All right, you're going to put some... From the uh, beginning of the season. You're going to put some predictions to that sentiment here. I know, I've here. Been, you know,
3: I've been <laughs> stressed about it.
1: <laughs> in about 25, 30 minutes. All uh, right.
3: Yeah, tailgating it, tailgating all that oh, yeah, would be good. Yeah. Um, I'm nervous about the tailgate too, obviously. Just first time, and it seems like every person I know is trying to come, and I'm like, oh, my God, what if I don't have <laughs> enough space? What if this – you know, but it'll be good. All
1: right. All right, Bryant. So, I can't remember if you ever started off a season at Green Bay. I know the Vikings ha- did not come to Minnesota in week one while you played there, but if you could describe it. So, week one's already got to have butterflies, right? What does Packer Week do on top of it?
0: You know, on top of it is a rival. It's a big rivalry, um, and especially if you're in Minnesota. Like, everybody kind of tells you, like, you don't. it doesn't matter who else. You know, you lose, so just don't lose to the Packers and things like that. (laughs) Um, I think we'll learn a lot this week. I I think we'll learn. I think they'll come out with, like, a lot of good energy, new coach, you know, fresh start, you know, for a lot of players to make a name for themselves with this new coaching staff. Um, I think we'll learn stuff about the coaching staff, if they're risk-takers, if they're conservative. Um, So I think as as fans, we'll get to just see how people have – you know leveled up you know far as even players and we'll just kind of just get a chance to kind of go you know start this journey with the new coaches then
1: the thing i'm most looking for is twofold so i i think i've said in the show before i commute four hours to the stadium each sunday uh, for the home games of course and so for me it's just to drive up there because i get, i get to get to Just have the anticipation of this is back. And it's always it's always a fun experience. My wife and I have been doing it since the building opened. And then secondarily is kind of a piggyback of what Sally said, because the way that this is set up against the primary foe is that if if the Vikings beat them, then you're going to have the hype machine through the roof. Conversely, if they look like assholes or if they just lose in general you're going to have your enthusiasm reeled all the way to hell back to eight and nine or so. You're going to be like, all right, yeah, and they're probably, we just did a summer honeymoon for a new coach, general manager, and we we went too far. So the swing, and that wouldn't that wouldn't be the case if this was, you know, playing the the Cowboys or the Bucks. Yeah, or...
3: Don't say the Bengals.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, if you were playing the Raiders <laughs> in week one, it, it kind of would be like, all right, well, yeah, we don't know them very well. But because it's the Packers and you can't afford to lose at home, Cause you really want to reestablish that home field. That's been gone for two years. Uh, yeah. It feels like at this time next week, we're either going to be bamped and like, you know, all right, baby, we beat the Packers. We can beat anybody or the other side. It's like, you oh, know, yeah, Kirk's still a quarterback and eight, yeah, eight, nine, nine and eight ceiling. So it, it's yep. the, it's the aftermath. Yep. All and right. I hate yeah.
3: to be that far ahead already, but it's real. Yeah. It's real that it will set the tone. At least for the next month or so, you know,
0: yeah. because it can he- set the tone, but then also depends on like the coach, too, of how yeah. he and how the guys rally behind him as well. And just because, like we said, this would be your first time, uh, really having him at the helm. So to kind of see how guys react to, you know, maybe losing, you know, a rivalry game first week and see if he can get those guys to regroup and kind of bounce back. So it, like I said, this first week or two will tell us a lot about the, the new regime,
1: amen. Because they had, uh, to- Philadelphia the week after yeah. that on Monday night. <laughs> okay. so you, yeah, you really, uh, the week one, you can't really script it differently to come up with the same fallout in the sense that it's the Packers in your building now, if they were going to Lambo, we'd all be like, "Oh, damn it!" Of course, <laughs> you know, and that's what that's a that's an L. Or if it was somebody like the Bears, the Lions, you would expect to win, and then therefore, if you did win, it would be like, "Yeah, you took care of business." But there's you have it both sides here. If you win, you're going to be like, "Holy shit, we beat Rogers, and this new era has begun." And if you lose, it's like, "Well, these idiots can't even defend their home field. This is more of the same." Uh, yeah. So I, 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 that's what I see the vision of how you know next Sunday night and Monday and Tuesday will be.
3: And that's from the fans' media's perception, Brian. We don't mean from the guys. We know (laughs) that they aren't going to think of it like that. Yeah. our overreaction.
1: Sally, the Vikings announced eight team (laughs) captains. Did Mm -hmm. you find it odd that the two best players, Daniil Hunter and Justin Jefferson, are not team captains?
3: No. Honestly, I didn't even think about it until you mentioned it now. Um, I don't think... I mean, I don't know. Obviously, ask Brian about this as he would know better, but I don't think that it always means what we necessarily think it does. Mm-hmm. I kind of view Daniel as a quieter guy who's not one of those that's going to round everybody up and check in and make sure everyone's you know, doing what they're supposed to do. And same with JJ. I feel like he's also really young t- still and he's got older wide receivers, you know, Adam Thielen obviously is going to be a team captain over Jefferson. So I, I really didn't think about it, but I also don't think it's necessarily important to every guy to have that title.
0: Yeah. I think too. Um, if he's not like a vocal, sometimes they're like, you know, they just know he's like a um, by example type of guy. Um, so they just know like, he probably isn't one of the people who really want to be a captain. You know what I'm saying? He's kind of lead by example. Doesn't really say much. You just kind of see his work ethic and his skill when he gets on the field. And he's okay with that. Because I've had other players who are really good players, but they just weren't really – it didn't matter to them. or not. I feel like Kevin Williams was a person who it didn't matter if he was a captain or not. Like, I'm still going to go out there and do what I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? But, like, a Pat Williams was more of a vocal guy. So, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you'll want him to speak up before a game. So it was like, okay, let's make him a captain.
1: What about you, sir, somebody with an even-keeled temperament? Is that what you look for in a captain? Or Yeah, to be able to raise
0: you, like to be able to kind of raise you and lift you up sometimes, yeah, because like even when I was there and you had players like Randy Moss, mm-hmm. he could get you excited, you know what I mean, and then even playing with Ray Lewis too. <laughs> but, um, but then you had guys like Ed Reed who didn't always speak. I think he spoke when he needed to, but he wasn't an every-week guy You know what I'm saying? But he was one of the leaders on the team that he just wasn't, you know, he didn't care about that, really. You know, but then you had, like, Ray Lowe's and Torres Suggs who were more vocal. So, um, I just feel like it just depends on the personality, really.
3: Well, how many captains did they have when you played? Because now I feel like they have a lot.
0: Well, right now they rotate them. Well, at one point, they were rotating captains every week for games, so. Oh, I don't know if they're still doing it or not. Because like you know, you have the captain pictures every week. It was like maybe it was based on how you played the week before. I don't know how they was picking them, but when I was playing, they were like rotating captains.
3: Oh, cause yeah, you, you
0: had different pictures. Like, and before the game, you took a You took that group picture with you and the three or two other people before each game. So it rotated. You never have like a set of captains.
3: And then what are your responsibilities when it comes to you in the rotation? Coin toss and things
0: <laughs> like that for the game. Some the more ceremonial yeah. things? Yeah, it was just different things like coin toss or who's the captain this week and you go And they would just pick, I guess, like who worked hard, or who had a great game last the week before, things like that. And then sometimes like certain captains, like certain people be captains and then they will win. So it's like you were trying to pick them again. Superstition. <laughs> Superstition <laughs> you know, yeah. stuff, too. So, I mean, that happened. I've seen that happen a few times. So, um. Interesting. Yeah, it just. It, I, it wasn't really, I think, about the play as much. And it rotated. So it was never like a certain set of people.
1: So, Sally, on your point about Daniel, <clears throat> he talks in general so infrequently that when I hear him, in Minneapolis media, I'm like, oh, that's what he sounds like, you know, because yeah. I wondered I wondered from the longest time if he'd sound is uh, it Haitian or Jamaican because uh, he's from Houston. I think he, I think he was either born or his parents are from one of the islands. And so every time I hear him talk, it's like a brand new surprise to hear his voice because he never talks.
3: <laughs> right. So yeah. I think
1: I think perhaps he's just kind of like <clears throat> the joke in the Sopranos, the strong silent type, you know, mm-hmm. um, so, Ron, <clears throat> on now, now you've, you've heard the whole conversation <clears throat> two Vikings best players in my opinion aren't the captains does that matter
2: you know I don't think it does um I think for one like there's I mean we brought in a lot of guys over the offseason that have that that have been captains before whether it's you know Jordan Hicks Harrison Phillips um but also Harrison Smith um I don't know if I didn't look at the list of captains I don't know if he's a captain this year I don't think he's ever been a captain but he's always been one of the best players on the team so there are some guys that lead by example and some guys who are that vocal the vocal leader um, out there so um, I'm not too concerned about who isn't voted captain really um, because it's it it seems to me it's I don't think it's a slap in the face to some of these guys it's uh, there's just some guys who you know like Brian alluded to like with the Ray Lewis now Ray Lewis obviously is one of the best (laughs) to ever play in his position but now that's a guy even if he was a a special team or only that's a guy that you would want to follow um so you know there are some guys that um you know that i feel like every team has their starting quarterback as a as a captain Mm -hmm. and if that's if they're not voted as a captain then maybe it's a little problematic or at least the visual of it because it's like well they don't respect him to be a captain um but you expect him to lead the team so um i mean i think they have a, a good group of guys um you know from peterson kendrick's um, you know, feeling like a, a lot of the veterans that are out there are all guys who can, will lead no matter what, whether or not they have the seat um, it's not like a mighty duck situation here with the Charlie Conway. So, um, but, uh, so yeah, I, I'm, it doesn't bother me at all. Jefferson will get his, um, down the road, but, uh, you know, the only thing that'll be missing out is the cool photos and videos that you'll get of him, uh, you know, just dancing on someone uh, without the seat, but <laughs>
1: In uh, alphabetical order, the Vikings 2022 captains are Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, CJ Hamm, Eric Hendricks, Brian O'Neill, Patrick Peterson, Harrison Smith, and Adam Thielen. So it's a crowded house. Um, And then I think we've kind of diagnosed here that uh, Jay Jets is perhaps too young for whatever criteria they've established, and Daniil Hunter is the strong silent type. So... All right. I want to bring this topic up. I know we talked about this in the summer, so forgive me if you have to be redundant, but last year we witnessed KJ Osborne break out into this mini little level of stardom, like a WR3, and it felt like a big deal because the Vikings hadn't had a WR3 since like 2012 or 2013. And even then a guy wasn't that good. So I want to know from you, the lesson learned right now, there is at least one or two men on this roster that we're sleeping on. That's going to like be like Cameron Bynum last year, just showed up and was like, wow, this guy's good. So Ron, why don't you tell me now that you've seen a full training camp and preseason, who is the Vikings under the radar dude, just like KJ Osborne last year.
2: So I think it, it's hard to say he's under the radar because he is a veteran that we brought in but I think Jordan Hicks is going to surprise some people um, it, in look in looking at uh, um, you know, it's funny, a buddy of mine had texted me like, um, can you guys name like who the, the, whatever, four guys that had over a hundred something tackles and four sacks last year. Mm-hmm. And two of them were Kendricks and Hicks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and while, it, it it so for me that just bodes well in going to a 3-4 having an inside linebacker who has experience playing that spot uh but both him and Kendricks are good in coverage um they clearly can both um add uh, or you know add something in the blitz um in the pass rush so um i think that's going to shore up that middle so and i think the way that um Brian Asamoa has played um i think people are going to be antsy to see him early but i think Hicks, even you know, in his early 30s, I think he's going to show some signs that he belongs um, and he's going to be a valuable addition to this team. Um, as far as young guys go, now I don't know if this is too off the wall um, or, not, or too chalk of an answer, but I think Ed Ingram. Um, I think mm-hmm. what I've seen out of him and everything I've heard, how just how he fits the part. Um, And granted, we're also looking at it with Dakota Dozier and Oli Udo in our minds. So anything that's better than competent is, uh, or I mean, it's even competent um, is going to be a plus for us. So um, those would be the, as far as the new guys um, and then the young guy as well. I think that'll, that people will be happy with.
1: Bryant in the past, I think probably last year, a couple of times you've given a little speech about how some players show up when the lights come on um do you see is there examples of that in both ways where they just didn't really do shit in practice but then they're you know badasses in games and then vice versa that they're all stars in practice and then didn't do shit in games does it go both ways
0: yeah yeah do you have any practice players (laughs) 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 and then it just doesn't correlate to the game for some reason and they're probably the most annoying ones because then especially after you see that you're going so hard and doing all this in practice, but when we see you in the game, why are you not doing all these plays and stuff? So, yeah, that's annoying. Um, it definitely goes both ways because you have some guys who they're practicing and they're doing well, but it seems like when game time comes, they're just making bigger plays. Okay. So, um, and that's just because it's game time and their focus level is probably different than in practice.
1: Can you think of any Vikings teammates that did the small timing in practice, but then broke out big during a game or? Was that more of a college thing?
0: No, a lot of it was in the pros. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so when it came time to watch, like, you know, who you thought were going to make the team, I feel like kind of Mo Weldy kind of did that a lot, too. Um, He was somebody who, in practice, was like, okay. And then he got in games, he was like breaking big plays, especially during, you know, like the training camp, you know, the the preseason and stuff like that. Um, I can't really put my hand on, and, you know, everybody or like the other direction either. Um, they probably didn't make the team. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I know for sure Moweldi was like one of those guys who, who who was having big breakouts in games.
1: Okay, And for younger viewers and listeners, it's Moweldi Moore, who was a running back in the 2000s mm. on McKinney's team.
3: Yeah, you guys had him on before, right? Before oh, yeah. I was on?
1: Yeah, I thought you he was were on surprise. during that. Yeah, he, he was. And like, he was also a fantasy football head, too, wasn't he? I think McKinney's got a couple friends that are big into fantasy football. Troy, Yeah. Williams,
3: but, you know? Weren't you supposed to have a league with them or something?
1: <laughs> I about that.
0: Before,
2: I, I've never played. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Troy <laughs> did mention that, uh, that he, he, he join a league. So.
3: Oh yeah. Troy did. Yeah. yeah. yeah Brian, you would, it's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not Libra energy in there. For it
2: all. They don't have <laughs> linemen in, uh, in, they don't have all linemen on now, for pancakes or, uh, or
1: holds right. or anything. so <laughs> Especially not on Yahoo's interface, huh, Sally? No. <laughs> oh,
3: my God. It's so hideous. So the
1: it's backstory, even worse on uh, I, need, I need to give the back computer. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I commission about four leagues, and I play in seven altogether. And Ron's in three of them now, I think. Sally's in one. It's our 16-person league. And I tried to bang the drum with a couple of the folks to switch it over to the sleeper <laughs> app, which I consider a new and hip fantasy football app. And most people I talked to were like, now nah, we've already got all the information in there. Why don't we just stick with what we know? Well, we had our draft last night and Sally said, you know what? This Yahoo interface looks like garbage. It hurts my face. It hurts my eyes. Excuse me. And so elaborate. Sally. So tell us what's so busy. criminal about Yahoo's interface.
3: Well, it didn't help that I went from doing a draft on ESPN at 7 PM. And then I went right into doing that draft at nine. And, It is. There is a whole ad bar on the bottom. There's two ads on the screen that tell you to sign up for a seven-day free trial. Then you've got, like, it's very difficult to navigate through the players on the list because the arrow scroll bar doesn't work, right? (laughs) and It it doesn't work unless you scroll all the way over to the right and then scroll. It's not just condensed on one page. Then there's the chat window (laughs) and the um the chat and the queue and another circle each of those are like two inches tall so you can't like read any of them and even if you close the queue out to read the chat you can see only you can see maybe an extra inch three inches of the chat it's a nightmare (laughs) and then if you go to like read the projections on who's available it tells you that you can't see half of the information because you're not a premium member and you need to pay for, for the sign up for the trial it's just a whole scam
2: they're pushing that so hard now too that like every button you push like i feel like i almost hit that so many times in trying to do the drafts on my phone like
3: yeah so yeah and it's advertising my least favorite thing on earth which is game of thrones <laughs> game of thrones is all over the fucking screen can't get away from that stupid show mother yeah. of what is it called dragons whatever. dragons god
1: the uh the chat one is hilarious sally because if you're not watching that thing like a hawk the whole conversation within five seconds passes you by like you right, have
3: because the picks mm-hmm. are in there too <laughs> yeah. but then i'm wondering i can't even see who picked what because it's already gone <laughs>
1: right like <laughs> you've laid out the case and i i commend you for it so yeah and, mi- i
3: mean you know whatever but hmm.
1: you no, know, it's it's easiest thing in the world to slip uh, switch to sleep or espn and i'll just have to do it and then tell people if they don't want it then i'll find somebody to replace you uh, so well, yeah, yes, if they consider don't have it done. to do any
3: work, what do they care?
1: Especially for? after this rousing speech. Um, But you're not getting off I, the hook for your breakout player. I
3: don't have one.
1: Did it get? Did it get stolen? Jordan gotta, Hicks? Or?
3: Yeah, I was gonna say him, but I don't know. You know me. I'm. I don't like to make bold predictions. No, I. I just. I don't know. Um, I feel like the wide receiver stuff is going to be pretty set. It would be cool if we could see Rager. Um. I'm. I guess I'm excited to see the maybe the special teams.
1: Oh, okay. It's left
3: a little. It's left a little bit to be desired. I think uh, maybe we could get you know get a couple TDs this season back there. Mm -hmm. That would be exciting. Thrilling days of yesteryear with Cordero Patterson, a little bit of that would be nice. Okay.
1: So you mean the flair, like the returns.
3: Yeah, I'd like i okay. I'd like some yeah. flair.
1: Yeah, I think I think all of us want to it can't get
3: much worse, right? I was saying, like, so that'll be what I'm looking yeah, for.
1: Yeah, well, last year we celebrated D. Westbrook because he didn't fumble very much.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I was excited for that guy.
1: Yeah, so that was that's where our our bottom floor was is like don't fumble and you'll be revered in Minnesota lore. And then I think con- <laughs> confirming the kicker, you know, who allegedly has extended the field goal range that O'Connell's going to green light, which kind of indicates he's going to let him try from 60 and stuff. That's how we want to see it to believe it yes. in, in these parts. And then we have a punter that's built like CC Sabathia. Right. So it's cool to see if that translates over from the thin air of Denver into the real world.
3: How Uh, cool would it be if the Vikings had a special teams specialist core to be envious of? Oh,
1: my goodness. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, I would never
3: thought I'd see that.
1: Just establishing a generalized comfort level, which will take a long time, I know. But if we can get to the point where. For the most part, no no matter what happens in the playoffs, you'll be like, oh, yeah, he's going to miss this. But just, you know, a 47-yarder at week 11 against blah, blah, blah. He steps up to it, and you don't have to go like, oh, God, what's going to happen here? If you just like, oh, no, this is good. That's where I'd like to get.
2: Even just, like, the stability of knowing that when you score a touchdown, the extra (laughs) point is a given. Like, that has been, like, even, like, Justin Tucker, I think, missed one last year, and, like, the world, like, stopped. Like, did that just happen? Like, if... If we had Justin Tucker on this team, like, like I think Dustin, you've tweeted this out before, like we would all still be collectively nervous, yeah. because of the history, yeah. Um, but man, would I, I, I would. I would give up a lot for Justin <laughs> Tucker just for that security on this team.
1: Yeah, well, it would, the only reason that we would be paranoid is because we'd feel that our building messed him up. Just, you know, just right. something and in, something in the air, which
2: um, is weird because he kicks in Baltimore. That's not a like, yeah, it, like, and in that division, every division's cold weather outdoors, and yet he's still. You know, the I don't know if he's still the most accurate kicker in the NFL, but he's not doing it in Denver. He's not doing it in the dome like Mike Vanderjack did all those years ago. It's mm-hmm. he's dealing with the elements. So mm-hmm. and I'll same say- with McPherson now in Cincy. Like kids got it. God,
3: I love him. Uh Justin Tucker did not miss the one kick he needed to miss last yeah, year. The, oh. the, <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, my, mine was uh <laughs> mine was stolen uh by Ron Jordan Hicks. I think he's <laughs> flying under the radar because he's so dependable, does not come off the field. I kid you not, look at his stat counts, excuse me, snap counts if you get into stats. Uh secondarily, and it's probably a little too trendy, but I think Jalen Rager becomes more than just a punt return asset because you know at some point one of the wide receivers will get hurt. And that means, by default, Rager slides into WR3, WR2. And I don't know, I have this weird thing uh, when he he tweeted pictures of himself or CBS Sports tweeted pictures of him in the Vikings uniform. Sometimes when I can just see a player, I can be like, that guy is going to be it. It's kind of like a quarterback's name. I can tell you that Kenny Pickett is going to be good because his name is Kenny Pickett. <laughs> it, it just sounds like Joe Burrow. It sounds like a quarterback's name. I have weird little things like that. So when I saw Jalen Rager, that's why I retweeted it. Like he looks the part, and therefore he's going to have some sizzle and be relevant. And the same thing goes with quarterback names. If you got a shitty name, you're not going to make it. But
2: Kenny Pickett sounds like he's asking the D back a question, <laughs> like as he's throwing it, just a, uh, a hope and a prayer.
1: Yeah, that. <laughs> well, that himself, yeah,
2: Kenny there is Pickett? some alliter-
1: <laughs> there is some alliteration there. I see. All right. Well, what, what else do we have on the docket? Uh, we got about 15 more minutes of Vikings topics. Ooh, my screen's being...
3: Well, I will say D.D. Westbrook, that reminded me because I haven't thought about him in a long time. A free agent. <laughs> we were all so excited about that acquisition, as yeah. insignificant <laughs> as it probably was going to be from the
1: get-go. Why were we all so excited about that? Oh, because he was going to be Osborne. He was going to be the W.R. 3.
3: Yeah, that's Osborne
1: what it was. And- mm-hmm. Because he actually put some decent yards on tape for the Jaguars, and uh, McCardell was his coach. Right, I remember that. We used to get excited when Chad Beebe would catch a pass for WR3. (laughs) So Westbrook was supposed to be a proven commodity that Kirk would use WR3. Well, Osborne came out of nowhere and sweet catch against the Panthers and probably got his his sweet voodoo from coming on this show, right? We like to use that as our claim to fame. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so I think that we just assumed that when he was flying into Minnesota and posting on Instagram that he was going to be the WR3.
3: You're right. That's what it was. We didn't have the perspective of KJ at that yep. time.
1: Yep. And then now, Got it. now you, you fast forward a year with a different regime and you have, you know, four wide receivers and more if you think Jalen Naylor is going to contribute on offense. So,
3: well, how about we um let's preview the Packers a little bit
1: because
3: mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, super in touch with what's going on other than, you know, the headlines. So what uh what do you think the factors are going to be?
1: Well, I guess I can I on can their end. Oh yeah. So they're navigating life without Devontae Adams, which right. they'll they'll figure out in time. They'll be just fine. You already know that. They've got like five wide receivers that are decent from Sandy Watkins to Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, the Romeo Dobbs, and then the guy that was gift wrapped by the Vikings, Christian Watson, to them. So I have full faith and confidence Rogers will figure that out. The one thing I want to point out and this sounds like I'm making excuses, but I swear to Christ I'm not, is that they have one of the best defenses in the sport. So if it just so happens that this game ends up like 20 to 17 or something Zimmerish, I'm telling you, that doesn't mean the Vikings offense sucks. It means that the Packers finally have a very stout defense. Uh, So I, in that vein, I could see it being a, a defensive slug slugfest, but those are just so few and far between in this modern NFL, um, I guess my, my takeaways would be don't rule out the Packers defense. And then I'm pretty sure Rodgers will find a way to be just fine. Ron, right. what's, what's your big speech?
2: Well, I think the the beginning part of the game on both sides, I think is going to be a little rusty. Um, mm-hmm. I think it might be a little bit of ugly football. And I think the Vikings are going to, lean a little heavier on the run than I think fans are anticipating. Um, <laughs> just because I think it's easier to, to establish the running game and feed off of that, get the linemen in a groove, get everything in a groove before you start kind of unleashing, um, you know, those pass plays. So I think people are going to look at this. This is the new, this is the new guy we brought in yet that we we're supposed to be, you know, innovative. Um, so I think that will take a little bit of time, mm-hmm. but I do think, um, Again, assuming that, like, just they're not extremely rusty. Um, I think that they're gonna they're gonna look good. Now, again, the Packers do have a good defense, so points may be at a premium in this game. Um, but I think you'll see the Vikings moving the ball. Hopefully, it doesn't come down to just special teams. Although, in a way, if the special teams goes out and wins a game, that might be a nice confidence boost that we haven't seen out of that group that we thought maybe we were getting. Um, you know, potentially leading up to the um, in the Cardinals game with uh, Joseph potentially being able to, you know, get that monkey off our back. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think we're in for a good game. Um, Hopefully, you know, we're able to contain Rodgers. I just want to see Hunter and Smith on the field together and I want to see them finish the game. Um, You know, I don't want to see any setbacks. I want to see them get a full um, full dosage in them um, against, you know, the reigning MVP. And let's see it. Let's see what happens.
1: I think uh <clears throat> on running the ball, you know, when, when they start handing it to Dalvin or whatnot, that that's going to be a thing because here's the deal. There's this misnomer that the Rams just threw the ball over the field, leaps and bounds more than the Zimmer Vikings ever did. And that's simply not true. The variance by which the Rams passed more than the Vikings isn't that much. Situationally, however, notoriously, the Zimmer Vikings would run the ball on second 13 and piss everybody off in the process. The Rams didn't do that. So I think you'll 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 get warm and fuzzies when you see them passing in appropriate situations or passing on first down. Um, But on the whole, especially with Jefferson in the house last two years, the Vikings weren't this like, oh, my God, we're going to run it down your throats like the Ravens are, for example. Um, But I think situationally, you're going to be pleased that, you know, it's not moronic play calling when it's second and 17 and you're handing the ball off. Brian, you've uh, I think in the past we've asked you about your favorite Packer memories, and the one that usually comes up is the playoff game in 2000 yeah two yeah, 2005 <laughs> and you, usually usually when you tell stories like this we learn something new even though we've already heard about the occasion so walk us through your favorite packer memory if you will
0: with the afros yeah i, I kind of <laughs> explained um where that came from i took my hair out um to go get a braided on a friday i believe friday yeah friday yeah friday um I don't really recall anything different from this uh, experience. I know Randy seen me my hair. I said, we need to wear hair. like." And the coach I said, yeah, let it all hang loose and stuff like that. So that's how <laughs> it became like a thing. And um, every guy who had braids had to take their hair off. <laughs> and then we just had to make sure we could fit it in our helmets. So I had to make sure my helmet could, you know, still go on. And it did. And then, um... is that the same game he moved? He I think yeah. like he moved? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's what I was saying. With that too, is I think people didn't realize that the fans did that to us in real life. Like you know, he mimicked it, but they really did it when we pulled up to the stadium in the bus. <laughs> so all he did was mimic what they did, and I can't believe that you know that commentator that day just made such a big deal. Like he really did it, but yeah, that's yeah, pretty much it.
1: I think
3: I didn't know you guys all did that with the with your hair.
0: Yeah, I remember me right? It was a bunch of us who all had like hair cool. we took the braids out. Mine was already out, so everybody else took theirs out. They went home
1: and took it out. Did, did Randy see you with it out and say, hey, that looks awesome. Let's all do it. Or was yeah, that going to be your um, style?
0: I went no. Okay. <laughs> I never I never really went there with my hair out before, but I knew I, I was getting braided after after that practice. And I knew that I didn't have to really. I don't think we had on helmets or something that day too. So I I, I took it out, and I knew after practice mm-hmm. I was going to go get it braided. So I went there with it out. So that was their first time even seeing me with it out.
1: Oh. And I feel like nobody ever
0: really came there with their hair out, hair out like that before. Anyway,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I just did it because I knew I was going out to practice. And then he was like, "We need to wear hair like that." And I was like, "What?" And then you know he told everybody to take you know their braids out.
1: Well yeah, and it worked so fabulously because you also went and took care of business that weekend. Right, right. Yeah. So now
0: it made it a thing. Yeah,
1: because, because people
0: didn't want to do it again next week. And I, I was like, I don't want to do it
1: either. Like, yeah, because yeah, if you yeah, guys saw all, having,
0: all in the way, like you know.
1: <laughs> I think if you guys would have lost, then the the lore of right, right, the, hair out probably the would, thing. Yeah, but because there were so many shots of just the hair flowing out of the helmets and it was a W on top of it. Yeah, um, I think that was it.
3: Yeah, I want to see a picture of that, Brian. If you have any, you I know, post
2: I'm, I'm googling it for it, but there's there's nothing like you know, obviously like the Kelly Campbell and those guys, like you know, obviously Randy Moss. You can see theirs, but they got nothing. Uh, everything's either with you with your helmet on or, or your braids. Yeah,
0: I'm helmet on a lot. Let me think. I think I might have, I might have had one recently. I found one, I believe.
1: Yeah, you have to distribute it to the group. All right, yeah. let's uh let's do some some predictions. It's that time to be held accountable. Uh Ron, let's start with the single gamer. Tell us Vikings Packers. Give us a score. I'm sure the whole panel, I don't know, I'm telling my sponsors. Um <laughs> get, let, let's go around the horn for the single game and then if you want to do your season prediction at the same time, that works too.
2: Okay. Um well, and you know, maybe um homer maybe i'm really drinking that purple kool-aid but uh again it's week one we get them in our house um you know hopefully you know o'connell's comments has uh killed the market on uh, on resale to packer fans and hopefully vikings fans are showing up with excitement and anticipation um but i see the vikings winning you know in a like a, a 24 20 type of game um i don't see it uh being extremely high scoring because like I said, I think there's going to be some rust. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, you know, obviously when you have Aaron Rodgers reigning MVP on the other side, he's going to move the ball. Um, And, you know, so you're not going to shut him down. And I think there's too many weapons on this offense to slow down. I think um, Jefferson's going to come out and have a monster game. I think Thielen's going to score a touchdown. I bet Dalvin would score a touchdown. Um, And I think Kirk's going to, you know, I mean, he's going to look good like he's he's gonna be the good Kirk I don't see the Indianapolis Colts or the Atlanta Falcons version of Kirk coming out um I think he's gonna have a good stat line a good game um and so I do think the Vikings are gonna win um as far as a a season prediction um I do have a in my mind I see 11 wins um because I the division I still think the Lions and Bears like you're gonna get four wins there um and Um, I, I, I think we're going to sweep them both. Um, just, I I know it doesn't happen often, but I think we're going to sweep them. And I think we're going to split with the Packers. So, um, the, the fact that we do get the benefit of the travel schedule, not having to go too far other than London, which is a home game or home game for the saints. Um, yeah, people must be watching too much hard knocks, but that Lions (laughs) team is bad. Jared Goff is bad. So, and their defense. They
3: were bad last year too. Do do you you forget?
2: But I don't see Cam Danzler sitting seven yards in the end zone, (laughs) letting Amon Ross St. Brown catch the touchdown with no time on the clock. I don't see that happening. I don't see us having to go down and get a game winning field goal to salvage a three score game that in the fourth quarter. Oh, that was bad. I don't see us. um, I I don't see our defense having the gas there, the gas that they did last year. And I, Think our offense is going to be? What's your um, excuse
3: for the oh, first game?
2: <laughs> no, that's they what went to overtime. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't see us having to give up a three score lead. um You know, because in that game when they marched all the way down and then we had to come back and um salvage that, I I just don't see those no, type it, of mistakes. Yeah, it's just the, the hard
3: knocks effect. You're right.
2: The, <laughs> it's well, the and no, there's no more Zimmer on the sidelines. I do think that there's the handcuffs are going to be off um, and. I think the defense is going to be I, I mean, they, they can't be worse in a two minute drill than what they were last year. I just I can't see that replicating itself. So, yes, I do have us at 11,
1: 24, 20 Vikings Packers and 11 and six. So, Sally, Luke Braun gave you cover of an excitable seven and ten record. Thanks, Luke. Yep. So hit us with it and your your Vikings Packers single game prediction.
3: All right. Well, let's just stick on the season for a second. Mm-hmm. Um. I, God, I guys I hate being negative, but you make me. Okay, what do you mean they're gonna sweep the rest of the division because they're so bad? Last time was last year was the first time they swept the Bears in six years, and those were not good teams. Okay.
2: Right. But and, there there has to be But something it's to still say divisional the games. The Bears are the Bears are a shit show and the Lions they've are always the, been a
3: shit show though. They, the they've been a are- shit show since <laughs> freaking
2: eighty five. <sighs> uh, yeah yeah I, I, I just i just don't see it i don't see i don't uh, see the lions um being as good as what people are thinking because it's still jared goff well, dj sharks their starting wide receiver so now
3: matt stafford gets credit <laughs> for being the reason that the that,
2: the, <laughs> that they were irrelevant <laughs> they were never good with stafford they were <laughs> but like they still beat stafford. the
3: vikings every year other than well they didn't beat them in 2020 i'll give them that no, but they, it, oh they split the a lot
1: not the Lions. Lions went on... They lost seven straight to the Vikings until that game last year. Really? Yeah.
3: They they beat them in 2017 at home. They beat them...
1: That beat, was the game that Dalvin tore his ACL. Yeah, <laughs> a, but yep. they weren't yeah, playing well
3: it. outside of that. And
1: that was the final time
3: Anyway, okay, lost. well, I, I apologize. I no, <laughs> that's I was wrong. Well, no, um, the Bears,
1: on the other hand, will beat, beat them no matter what one time per year. I
3: guess it... Okay, I'm sorry about that. I did not mean to um, insult anyone with the lines there. <laughs> However, it's not just the hard knocks hype. I do feel like they are better than they get credit for. They were better last year than their record indicated when they didn't win a game until they beat the Vikings. Again, I know they're not going to be great by any means, but I do think that they'll probably split with them. Um, as much as I hate to say it. So this is really hard for me because I really, it's really important for me to be right about these kind of things. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'm I'm joking. Anyone listening to this, by the way, I, I think I think I'm gonna say ten wins.
1: No, oh, that's fine. <laughs> One game out for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I wanna that's fine. Yeah, we'll I'm take between
3: it. nine and ten, you guys. I no? feel like my brand needs me to say nine. You're... <laughs> but well. I'm gonna go ten, okay. I'm gonna okay. go ten. Um for the most part because I feel like the schedule is substantially easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really hard to imagine that they're going to find ways to lose games as frequently as they did last year. I wouldn't put it past them, but I Isn't don't that think what that my it's
2: argument was for one. <laughs> so, so we'll. You we'll just
3: give... <laughs> got me upset with the divisional thing. <laughs> okay. The rest I was on board for, but okay. when you started talking about sw-
2: so we're on the that... same page minus four and two versus the I have them Look, five and I don't one with She so use... has, yeah, she has them losing one game to the Lions. Yeah, or, yeah, or, or, you know, so. T- Sally, we're, we're great minds think alike and we're we're very close on this. So I'm happy to hear you. No, with the I know. Double digits, so. I know. I just I don't
3: like this divisional foe slander because it always comes back to yeah. bite you. That's all I'm saying.
1: That and backup yes. quarterback slander.
3: And back, yeah. Well, I reserve the right to change this. <laughs> Any quarterbacks are out, I will be changing this. <laughs> but okay, that's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna take a leap of faith. Um, I might regret it, but that's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say wild card. Um, and
2: yeah, I'm going to say a wild card. It's not going to go much
3: further than that, but that's what If
2: we're I were to say like a bold prediction, um, I, I would put money on that. We don't start worse than five and one based on the schedule. Oh no.
3: Okay. I'm based completely on, on the, the schedule. opposite side so of that. that.
2: <laughs> that's, that's, that's what this I'm going say. That's my, I, I, the, that's my prediction. Line so you think the they're going to
3: shit the bed at the end of the year with,
2: I think there's going to be some games there that they're going to like. I I don't see any way which we're going to Buffalo to win. Um, I just don't see that. That's Um, not the
3: end. That's week (laughs) ten.
2: Well, right, but but let's see what else. Um, Uh,
3: Colts, Giants, your Lions again. I guess that's a W. We'll
2: likely lose to Green Bay at Green Bay in week seventeen. Um,
3: I'm talking about the cupcakes.
2: (laughs) Yeah. No, but I'm just I, I. they they will have some stinkers in there, and I but I don't see. I I I think it's either the Eagles or Saints that they're going to lose in the first in the first uh, six weeks. Otherwise, I think they're going to. Um, wait, sorry, four and two is the worst that I see them after Ooh, six. There we go. Sorry, that's, that's that, yeah. Sorry. Like sorry,
1: sorry. All, All right, Bryant, give me your or Sally. Did the Vikings win out of the gate this Sunday?
3: Um, I really hope I'm wrong, but no.
1: Oh, you think the Packers win? Yeah. that a close oh, game or just, just a massacre?
3: No, I think that it'll be competitive.
1: Okay. All right, she got the the one voice that's bringing us all back to earth, which does not surprise me because as she said that's her brand.
3: It's so. not just that it's that it's just I, I mean, it's always hard with the first game, right? It's yeah. always hard. I, but I just I don't see I just see Aaron Rodgers coming in and doing what Aaron Rodgers does.
2: But well, now he's on ayahuasca, so who knows what he's going to do. Well,
3: that's another thing. That's another reason it's hard to predict the game because this is a new version. This is a new person, so I don't know. You know? Sweet
1: tattoos and all. Uh, Bryant, give me your season prediction and then Packers-Vikings prediction.
0: Season, I'm stuck between 10 and 11 wins as well. Ooh, okay. Um, I just think that they'll come out and look to show some type of improvement. I feel like he's a younger coach with more energy. He's going to try to like not be their friend, but like just show that he understands them a little bit. And I feel like it's going to make them kind of gel around him a little bit more. Um, compared to last year's coach, I, I feel like last year's coach, they didn't really, I, I feel like they were kind of over it. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Who you're playing for can make a difference if you, if you like them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. You know I'm saying that way, you know, we didn't care for the children, but when Brett came, <laughs> we all liked him, so we played for him. <laughs> so I, I I, have a feeling that these, the players might really be into this the coach just because he's more a little more relatable. Um, So I think they'll go out there and try to fight a little harder for him, you know? Sure. So I do see them winning this game to try to make a statement. You know what I'm saying? And a welcome to Minnesota type of, you know, way for him. If they don't win, I feel like it'll be a a knockdown drag out very close, you know, fight too. But I I can see them winning.
1: Okay. I have uh, winning this week, 30 to 24, because what Sally said about a half hour ago, it just feels like a game that they can't afford to lose because it's the beginning of a new era in your house against the chief rival plain and simple. And then um, I've picked the Vikings to win 11 games like Ron, but my disclaimer is I also did that last year and the year before, because I believed that Mike Zimmer would never have a bad defense and two years in a row, I was incorrect. So don't wager on my 11 and six, but yes, I indeed buy into the notion that the team can be tweaked a little bit to win some of these games that were so damn close. And the, the offense first operation will work wonders with the weaponry that's that's in tow. So 11 and 6 on the whole from me, and then 30 to 24 on Sunday. Sally's okay. grinning about something.
3: I don't know. I just am looking back how I got so upset about one win.
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's all it's good. All right. It doesn't
3: feel comfortable for me, you know. It doesn't feel right.
2: All right, the double well, digit prediction is a new uh new atmosphere.
3: I, I don't know the last time this happened, to be honest with you. Um, probably.
2: Rick Spielman,
1: Zimmer, maybe
3: 2010. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: but and you, obviously
3: you see how that went. Maybe that's where this trauma comes from.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll we'll re- 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 revisit our record predictions next week. And here's another caveat: on we'll be back on Monday night sometime, maybe at halftime of the Monday night game or after the game. Some combination of us to recap what we saw, so that's fresh in our brains. It's something we're trying out for the 2022. season. Who
3: is the Monday night game?
1: That one is Seahawks and Broncos. Denver. Mm -hmm. So it'd just be cool to see Ross outside of Seahawks gear. So, all right, group, Sunday it is. We shall see you back, yeah, Brian.
3: So, is this just the the end of AGT? No more,
0: yeah, we're finished now, yeah, yeah, but
3: it's just the end of your road,
0: it's the end of our road. But what's crazy, we found out that, um, like, so they asked us if we had wanted the option to kind of come back and take a chance at the wild card, and we said, yeah, but what we found out is there's people who. Didn't come out for the wild card who were doing shows in Vegas called like the AGT alumni. So, oh,
1: really?
0: I mean, we could still have something like that where we do some shows, the shows here and there as the AGT alumni. But yeah, we didn't know that was an option at the time because we picked to go back to try it as a wild card. But they're, they still have people who haven't win win who would like even performed with us. They're out there doing shows. I don't know how often they're
1: doing, but they're doing some shows as
0: the AGT alumni. Huh.
3: Cool.
1: There's hope. All, All right. right. will we'll reconvene on Monday to go over Vikings Packers. Okay. Can't wait. All right. Later. Okay. All
3: right, am I going to see you guys Sunday?
1: Yes. Me.
3: Ron, you going?
2: Um, I will. I'll I'll try to make an appearance. Um, but uh, yeah, it may no. be tough. It may be tough. Are I'm gonna, you going no, to I'm, the game? I'm not going to the game, but oh, um, oh, okay. I because you guys are going to be there early, like right, like before 10:30 a.m. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna try to. So Saturday we have our uh, we have our work golf event, and it usually gets pretty uh, oh, yeah. Pretty rowdy. Will, yeah, so, you'll, yeah, um, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right,
3: guys. Bye. Later. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V
2: on YouTube. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side
0: at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding.